Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the third season of the Connect2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. We're doing a live studio audience. We are a live studio uh, fake audience. (laughs) How's it going, Mark? It's going great. Yeah. Uh, You know who we need for that sound effect is Adam West. Yes. Does that do. just continue on? Uh, until I press it again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, we can resuscitate him. Now, can you, uh, are those all presets? And can you, are there more available? You can switch it. We have a new soundboard from about a month and a half ago. So yeah. I'm still playing with I'm it. still learning how to use it's parts It's very of it. cool. It is very cool. It works. Uh, it works quite well. Nice. All right. So. Um, dad so. jokes. You have a dad joke? We got coffee first. Oh, right. The door is closed. And we have coffee as I talk far away from the, talk far away from the, the, the microphone. Coffee today is from it's from my roasters pack and it is called uh, fazenda sukuri by portfolio coffee out of toronto ontario Mm. tasting notes of cherry caramel and hazelnut from minas geras in brazil which is close to itself interesting now i look at this cup Of course, it's a dark cup, so can't really tell the color. But it's quite oily. Mm. It's got a and it's got a nice. Maybe I didn't wash the cup properly. (laughs) I think it's the coffee. (laughs) Yeah, because it's got a bit of an oily texture, or perhaps you didn't wash the cup properly. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I have. uh... It's got a bit of a gamey taste to it. (laughs) It's like mold. (laughs) Very interesting. Exactly, a a little earthy. Did I ever tell you? I know we're going to do dad jokes here, but one t- <laughs> this is actually a really funny story. So this is a long time ago when I was working my first job uh, in Victoria. Okay. And so I had been, we used to work a lot of overtime and yeah. you know, I'd pack lunches or something for dinner. And then somebody would be like, let's go out, you know? So I wouldn't uh, necessarily always eat. So one day I, uh, I had brought myself a, a cold cut sandwich or whatever. And okay. I went to grab it for lunch one of the days that we didn't go out. And I just sort of grabbed the sandwich and 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 I ate it. Then I realized that it tasted funny and that it was a sandwich that I had brought like weeks prior. And I'd eaten this whole sandwich. And uh I was pretty pretty freaked out. So I phoned poison control. <laughs> And they said, well, what did you eat? And I said, it was like a sandwich, like it was a cold cut sandwich. And they were like, well, you know, first of all, do you feel like if you feel ill, you're probably just going to throw up. But, you know, there's so many nitrates in those cold cuts that you're probably going to be fine. But it was very funny to have eaten the whole sandwich and then realized 
saw the sandwich I brought that morning. I was like, wait a minute, I didn't bring bologna. Oh my God, that sandwich is from like two weeks ago or whatever. And it's been sitting on my desk ever since. Well, we get this uh, <laughs> sh- uh, charcuterie uh, right. board every every month. There's like a collection of yep. cool cuts and stuff like that. And it's interesting because, you know, if you open, if I open one of the packages, it's from Muley's, not a sponsor, um, but I, but I, it's called the Secret Meat Club, which I always find slightly disgusting, <laughs> slightly disturbing. Uh, it's just uh, it sounds dirty, but it's not. Just it does. Yeah, I mean it does sound dirty. And uh, anyway, so the Secret Meat Club. I'm sure, that's part of their marketing uh, strategy. Well, I'm sure. And anyway, so once a month we get this, and but if you open up one of the packages. Um, it's not uncommon for um, the color to be one color and then you eat it and then within a day, uh, it's changed color. Really? It hasn't gone bad though. No, I don't think so. I just think it ox- uh, oxidizes. Oh yeah, oxidizes. oxidizes sure. Oxidizes? Yeah. yeah, let's oxidize mm-hmm. because... Uh, Food is fun. Food is fun. So... All right. Uh, if you're new to the channel, rate, review, subscribe. We're still around. We continue to uh, drop lots of episodes. Um, our Facebook channel has um, lots of interesting tidbits related to the stuff we talk about. And uh, yeah, so what happens if a frog parks illegally? He croaks? They get towed. He gets towed. What do you call a factory that makes just so-so products? I don't know. A satisfactory. Oh, Why do crabs never give to charity? Uh, government clawbacks? Because they're shellfish. They're shellfish, of course. Uh, How, why didn't you hear the pterodactyl go to the wash bathroom? Why did I not hear it? Yeah, it's because their pee is silent. <laughs> there you go. How did the moon cut its hair? It eclipsed it. Oh no. <laughs> Why do bees hum? Why? Because they, <laughs> they don't know, know the words. words. Uh, what did zero say to the number eight? <laughs> don't Good looking belt. <laughs> What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? <laughs> One's really heavy and the other is a little lighter. There you go. <laughs> I asked my dog. What's two minus two? You said nothing. <laughs> All right, one there more here. Okay. How do you organize an outer space party? You uh, plan it. You plan it. Okay. Okay. Dad, did you get a haircut? No, nope. I got them all cut. Oh, that's bad. That's like that old joke about the guy who gets his haircut at work. That is. That was bad. <laughs> Bad dad alert. <laughs> bad yeah. dad joke. But you remember that joke? This guy comes back from lunch or from middle of the morning and his boss is like, where the hell were you? He's like, I went to get my hair cut. He goes, you should be getting your hair cut, you know, on work time. And the guy says, well, why not? Part of it grew on work time. <laughs> so the boss says, not all of it. The guy says, didn't have it all cut. <laughs> Another happy employee. There you go. What'd you learn? I'm not sure what did I learn. What I learned is, well, there's a new um, 
SpaceX is launching a new rocket Ooh, tomorrow. Really? So remember how they had one that uh, they launched a rocket. It was going to the moon. This one's also going to the moon. It's another okay. lunar lander. Sure. But once they got it in. Our moon or one of the moons of Jupiter? Something. Our, our moon. <laughs> and uh, the uh, so they, the last one launched, but there was some problem when it launched and it lost all its propellant, the, the oh. lander. So the launch was great. They're in space. They're ready to go. And they can't go anywhere because they got. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so that was. Uh, so NASA has decided to hire these private agencies and do these like quick turnarounds, smaller, okay, smaller, faster, more frequent attempts. So tomorrow, which is Thursday, February 15th. Yeah. Will actually or Thursday, yeah, Thursday, February fifteenth will be um, another attempt by a different consortium called oh. uh, in, Intuitive Machines or something like that. Okay, and uh, so again, another SpaceX it's a weird launch. name for a rocket company, but yeah, um, but they have another one that's going and it's going towards the South Pole. So it's interesting. Not, yeah, so uh, that's supposed to launch tomorrow. Okay, so uh, we'll see how that goes. So I learned that. Yep. I learned uh, learned something else too. What the hell did I learn? I don't remember everything. I learned that um, Tucker Carlson is an idiot. Mm. Uh, like you didn't know this before. Well, apparently uh, Putin thinks he's a useful idiot too because uh, I mean he has gone to court to claim he is not a journalist and that and all the advertising for this is that <clears throat> I'm the first journalist, which is not true. There's, I mean, they had this thing with um, one of the news channels basically took his first, you know, three or four minutes and said, you know, everything he's saying is false. And yep. they, they would take the first clip right. and say, this is where this is wrong. Second clip, this is where this is wrong. You know, saying he's the first yep. journalist. He's not. He's the first first one to get an interview. He's a moron. But he's not the first one to ask for an interview. He's the first. Well, actually, no, Chris Matthews. No, not Chris Matthews. The there's another CNN or Fox News guy got an interview mm. years ago. Okay. Right. And he was criticizing Tucker. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just for this fluff piece. Now, you know, Bo the fifth column, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a very interesting uh, analysis okay. in saying, <clears throat> you know, the audience for this was obviously the, the, the Trump base. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Tucker might be get, might be getting picked for vice president, right. As the vice presidential <laughs> On the Trump ticket, oh, Trump, you know, you and uh, but he was saying so Putin just wasn't playing. So the whole idea was they wanted Putin, and apparently I didn't see the whole interview, but Tucker was trying to lead Putin to agreeing with certain things, and Putin just wouldn't go there. So one of the things was, do you see the hand of God in the Ukraine and all of these different geopolitical things? You know, because apparently, and I didn't know this, the the extreme right who who kind of worship Putin, like they see him as some sort of, again, they see everything as being proof of their religious fervor, right? Mm -hmm. And Putin was like, no. <laughs> like he basically like, he didn't quite so far as to say, I don't believe in God, because I don't think he does. I think he's an atheist, having come from the communist system. But he was just like, I don't see the hand of God in anything. Like, well, and he and goes, Tucker was like, he made fun of Tucker, he, you know, in these, Tucker has got his serious look and 
Putin is saying like, yeah, yeah, I heard you tried to to uh, to apply to the CIA for a job once, and you got turned down. It's good because as a serious organization, they dodged it's something like they dodged a bullet. Like it's not like a, yeah, it's like to his face. Of course, well, he's of talking course. in Russian, but uh, yeah, and you know, and Tucker is nodding because like a useful like, idiot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Useful idiot or useful lackey? I think there's a uh, well. Uh, Hillary called him useful idiot, but well, I think that there's a yeah. Common, yeah. It is. It is. I a think it's a Russian geopolitical phrase. phrase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, Dark Brandon, great burn on the whole. Uh, uh, on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is fixed by Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, and you know, and he's like. What did he say? Just the way we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. I mean, the whole Taylor Swift, I mean, it, you know, she was only on on the screen, I think, for a total of like a minute or something. It's like really short. But um, she had a disproportionate effect on the whole Super Bowl. Act. Here's the insanity that I see into where it's gotten. So Americans love football, right? It's their most popular sport. Yeah, hockey, blah blah blah, and baseball. But from what I what I've read, like NFL football or college football, I mean, it's fucking miles above, right? So they absolutely love this game, and of course, the Super Bowl is like the like the you know is the supreme right. thing. So they're so into these divisional conspiracies that they're now kind of undermining the thing they love the most with a bunch of absolutely cockamamie nonsense it's insanity it's like well kansas city like if you started doubting you know suspecting your dog is like against well, you you know you love your dog but you're like in your own mind you're like i think this dog is judging me right and now you start having less of a relationship with your dog because you think that's how crazy it is right well, it's a sport you love it well and so part of it is it uh so you know the so the, the blue and red, which is opposite for what it is in Canada. So right. blue in Canada is conservative, red is right. liberal. But in the U.S., red is uh, Republican. Right. So the Republicans had a big problem because who do they cheer for? They either cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs, which would normally be kind of a Republican kind of. I mean, it's a red Kansas City, Kansas yeah. City except it's got that uh Travis Kelsey, who supports vaccination, yes. and Taylor Swift, who's anti-Republican, and uh, or you cheer for the San Francisco 49ers, the home of the LGBTQ two plus, right? Whatever. San Francisco, ooh, not oh in California. God. Yeah, like, how I can know. it cheer for California? But this is the thing. Like, it was a good game. It was a remarkably good game. It was very interesting. Yeah, well, and Kansas City's been to the Super Bowl, what, three, four times now? Mm, I think it's five or six. Before. But they, before, they won't, this is their third time winning. Right. The, the thing about. Uh, before Taylor Swift came along. But now they're going to say, has it always, like, retroactively, she's been yeah, like, she's secretly. Been secretly I mean, trying. it's it. insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it is the insanity. Now, Kansas City is not in Kansas. No. It's in Missouri, isn't it? I believe so. There's, a, I think there's a, I think there's more than one Kansas City too. So right. I don't just think but there's that. only one Kansas state. Right. Yeah. You never hear about Kansas, really. Well, only, only uh, when 
Toto is being referred to. No, but I mean, there's certain states you hear about their goofy politicians all the time. Like this in the U.S. Kansas politics. anymore. Yeah. There's some states you just don't, you never really hear about. It's a pretty small place. Yeah, it is. Anyhow. Yeah. So what I learned, nothing specific, but I've seen a whole bunch of stories about like astrophysics and, and space. And, and the more I see, the more I'm just blown away by how little we know. Yeah. So I saw one I showed, uh, I, I think I showed Isaac. So there's a black hole. I don't think it's the biggest, but it's one of the big ones. It might be the one at the center of the yeah. galaxy. It's certainly one. It is estimated to be 5.6 billion times bigger than our sun. And our sun's about a million times bigger than Earth. So like this just, you can't get your head around the distance that size, right? Well, this is the thing: this, the whole insane. the whole space distance, and that's a black is, hole. I know, and the space distances are just like it's mind blowing how far away everything is. Like, yeah. like if you watch any you know sci fi like Star Wars, where they're flying through mm -hmm. all these asteroid mm -hmm. fields mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the real problem is that like uh, the real like the Kuiper belt or the asteroid belt in, uh, in our solar system, uh, there, um, if you dodged one asteroid, you couldn't see the next one because they're so far away right. from one another. They're like, they don't kind of hang out together. No, it makes for dramatic, uh, makes for dramatic chases. Now I, I have seen a great YouTube video where they were comparing the speed of different Star Trek starships. And I saw another one where they were comparing the speed of different just sci-fi yeah, yeah. property ships, right? That was pretty cool. So, because, yeah, obviously to travel those distances, you know, you need to be going pretty fast. Pretty right? fast. It's very inconvenient for Warp stories. 9.99 is... Man, I got to get to this next planet because that's where this is happening. Oh, well, that'll take you five years. <laughs> Which, of course, is why even in the Marvel Universe, we have like some jump sort of points. network. And, jump jump yeah, gates, yeah. yeah. So yeah. interesting. So yeah, just learning general stuff about the universe, uh, including, oh, is it Bennu? One of those asteroids that they went and landed on and took pictures of. And yes. I just saw this morning, they looking at the geology of it, they think it might have at some point been at the bottom of some ocean. Really? Out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it bears maybe from Earth. It it bears maybe it was excavated similarities to because there's parts of Earth like they say Everest was at one point, you know, at the bottom of the ocean, an ocean. Same thing like in BC, the Burgess Shale, just outside of Field, is uh, you know where they found all of this uh, um, uh, fossil bed, right? And it's all undersea creatures, right? So. That at one point was the bottom of some water. Some water. So you know, just fascinating stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. What else did I learn? Well, the uh, the Grindavik volcano had it erupted again in Iceland. Yeah, third time yeah. last week, and it ended up cutting. Well, it ended up cutting the main water. So Iceland is interesting because they use centralized heating. Right. Use um, they basically use geothermal heating of water sure. to heat their houses. Right, 
and the lava has cut through one of the main lines oh. and has left a whole bunch of the peninsula of um, like the airport Keflavik. Oh yeah, is uh, uh, I don't know if it if it's been repaired. But no they, heat. No heat. They actually tried to repair the line. They put a bypass, and then it blew up. Like the the bypass line didn't hold. Right. hold. Oh God. So. Uh, they, yeah, so they've been having some struggles, and the temperatures are not super warm right now. So there's there has been talk of geothermal here, right, in Alberta that yeah. we have. So now I can see people be like, oh, yeah, but look what happened in Iceland, right? You want us all to freeze? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, but we don't anyways. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I have no... I, it's funny because my wife was asking me all these questions about Daniel Smith's policies. And I'm just like, I don't have patience for it because she really doesn't have policies. Although what's clear is they are putting in legislation that does something. I don't really know what it does. I get so entangled with the weirdness and yeah. the lies and the it's demonization just... and the, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like, yeah, that, that is just. So. <clears throat> That works into our theme, which is corporatism. Corporatism and basically bad decisions. Well, not only bad decisions, but like the shenanigans that are going on. Well, you certainly uh, see it in the U.S. Uh, right yeah. now. With uh, so as although of, as of the strongest union environment since before or in and around Reagan, the Depression. Oh, no, even even further back, union. And labor has really had a resurgence in the U.S. And I think it's happening here, too, because this is part of the thing. It's this it's this pendulum, right? Look, I love capitalism. I, I think capital – I mean, I have an MBA, management consultant, but it's – and Ray Dalio talks about it. It's a system that unconstrained, like many things, consumes itself. And I think we're we're very close to that point in a lot of respects because you just, you, there's a thousand um, examples, but let's pick on Disney, <laughs> right? Well, Disney is doing well now. Better. It's doing significantly better. Right. Yeah. But for a while, it was or terrible. let's just pick Hollywood in general, right? No, but like, go with Disney. Okay. So Disney, right. So they launched it's not an unknown thing that that corporate business types, particularly I think in in the anything that's tied to the arts entertainment world, it's the it's the perfect clash of creative stuff where Versus. you're like, this is what we, you know, this is the art part of it, yeah, yeah. and and the corporate side of it is uh, how many bums in seats exactly, and they make really bad decisions where they sort of ignore. What I would suspect the artistic people actually know, and I'm trying to say, you know, so you take like, well, we were just talking about the decision that Paramount just made. I'm sure it makes sense on on paper. Paramount Plus to remove all the Star Star Trek movies. So Paramount Plus is supposed to be the home of Star right. Trek. And that's how they advertise it. We're the home of Star Trek. Right? And where all the Star, Star Trek right? TV shows are. So we're taking Discovery, all that shit off of Netflix. Well, no, I think Netflix still has the original series, it still has the shows. They probably have a long-term contract, but like Crave, that's all gone. It's all been put on Paramount Plus, right? 
and then they advertise yeah, home Star Trek. Then like within a month, and apparently a bunch of people signed up for Paramount Plus, and then within a month they're like, oh yeah, we're taking all the movies except for the J.J. Uh, Abrams, the three uh, most recent uh, one. Abrams verse or J.J. verse, right? Those are still on Paramount Plus, but all the original ten original films. Now we're we're seconding that out to another streaming service for a period. And part of the contract is we have to take them off our platform. So people are like, what, what the hell are you doing? Right. When you see now, this, you see this with uh, Marvel with, uh, so Marvel has um, all these properties that are kind of like divided into three, three main ones right now. There's the mo main MCU. Right. Which is like Captain America, Iron Man, all that stuff. Then there's the X-Men, which yep. was on Fox. Right. Which they now, which now acquired. Disney acquired, yes. so that they haven't figured out how to integrate it because they had to keep everything as if they didn't exist right. relative to one another. Yep. Couldn't use the term mutant. No, and uh, and then and then there's Spider Man, which was Spider Verse, the whole Spider Verse. So Spider some of it is Sony, some of it is right. they, and they they have all these negotiated rights, right. and it's uh, super complicated yeah. and. Uh, well, this is when and Sony in particular has got these great properties. Yep. And they seem incapable of telling a good story. Mind you, the first Spider-Man movies were pretty good. They're and even the two Andrew Garfield ones, when you go back and rewatch them now, they're okay. They're okay. Yeah. Right? But like uh, Morbius? Eesh. No. But part of it, the contract, and this goes back to Stan Lee when Marvel was almost uh, bankrupt, bankrupt. Yeah. Right? And because it, it turns out, I just saw this yesterday. They bought a whole bunch of other companies. Like they made, they bought toy companies and they wanted to have full vertical integration, right? Right. Rather than license to a toy company, let's have our own toy company, you know, more money, right? And of course, all that fell apart and they went bank, almost bankrupt. So they sold the rights to Sony and, but they have to keep making every so many years they have or to they lose keep or they lose the product right yeah. which is now why we have madam web we had morbius we have uh craven the hunters coming out venom yeah venom venom wasn't bad but some of these movies like this madam web you know it beggars the question who who's asking for this like who wants to go see dakota johnson in this i mean she's pretty good but is she it's gonna be a i'm, I, I'm not a fan of dakota no, johnson well, she's okay i guess but uh this doesn't look like a great movie about yeah. an obscure, super obscure character that nobody cares about. And you know, there's a, there's a famous um, Fantastic Four movie that was never released, or they might have been released home video, or maybe it was shown once on TV or something, that, that the company that had the rights, and I think the Fantastic Four now have reverted to Marvel, but before... And it was just to satisfy that contractual obligation. obligation. So they did the two that were released. But before that, they had made this really, really B-movie crappy. People have found excerpts of it put on YouTube. And it just absolutely totally goofy, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a bunch of guys making a movie, you know, for a school project. But what it did is it, 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 it safeguarded that contractual obligation. Yeah. It didn't say you have to release it or make money. You just have to make one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's wild. But this is corporatism run amok. Look at um, 
Errol Cates, the Cates Group, suing. Um, Where are they suing? Uh, the Bissell Center. Why? Okay. I don't have all the details, but apparently there was some contractual agreement when they built the ICE District. And the Bissell Center would go away somewhere? Well, they got displaced or something, and there was some agreement. And now they're basically saying, oh, well, the Bissell Center hasn't done enough to meet the terms of this contract. They were supposed to raise funds. I think it might be for a new, a relocated location. Again, I don't have all the details, except that, you know, the commentary is like, really? Like, it's a multi-billion dollar corporate group. Yeah. They're suing, They're suing this not-for-profit Bissell Center. Yeah. Right? Even if they were within their rights. Even if... It just looks The bad. Bissell Center did the most horrible thing. We're talking about, I think they're suing them for like 50 million bucks. It's not, you know, to to, to the Cates group. It's not. It's a, it's a rounding error. It's chump right? change. This is the stuff I mean. It's like, that's just a bad He sold decision. Rexall. He doesn't own Rexall anymore. Oh, did he? Yeah, he sold it. It's all. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't actually know what his main business is right now, but it's not that. They sold it. Interesting. Maybe he just has piles of money. He's not well. No? Well, he had some sort of thing with his face, didn't he? He has, from what I understood, he has some pervasive or, or persistent um, infection, like in his sinus cavities. Okay. Uh, there are certain infections that are pretty drug resistant. Apparently, that's what he's got. Now, somebody said it's because of all the cocaine he did. I don't know if that's true. Mm. Uh, I mean, people get these things. Yeah, it happens, got, right? Uh, he's Is got uh, a life-threatening sinus infection and has had a number of surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's I, from a number of years ago. It's aspergillus or it's some nasty. Antibiotic-resistant bacterial yeah. infection. Right. Scary stuff. Mm -hmm. so, and I mean, here's a guy who's got some serious cash. I am pretty sure. That he's not waiting around for Alberta Health Services to, uh, you know, fit him in, right? And yet he can't get past it. So, so yeah. So enter, you know, messing with ent entertainment. Um, what are they doing? You know, with food prices? There's been a lot of talk about, you know, Weston. And then when we look at Alberta, some of the environmental stuff, like these oil companies, have just. Well, it's a little bit like the old tobacco companies, right? Mm -hmm. When, what, they knew for decades. and But it's, I just don't understand. At some point, it, think, it seems to me it just becomes untenable. Yeah. Right? Like when you have sucked so much profit out of everybody that nobody can afford to buy your thing anymore, then what the hell do you do? Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, well, I guess the old strategy would be, well, we're going we're gonna to go to a different geographic market. Yeah. You know, screw our local market. You know, and they we've sucked all the money out of that. Now we're gonna go, but because the world's becoming smaller as well, like these, some of these companies are running out of places to do this, right? And it's not all corporations, no. but it's some of these. You just think like, what what is the logic behind? Well, I mean, like I'm, so, you know, we live in a capitalist society, and I am not, I'm not a huge fan of all aspects of capitalism. I I understand the, the nice. 
thing about capitalism is that it basically is kind of a self-correcting system. Yes. Right? It has the ability to thrive in places where there is no order, where there is where it's right. disorganized, and it creates a form of order. But it also unchecked, it leads to monopolies all right. the time and uh, and you know if you really leave it unchecked like in the US you get a whole bunch of billionaires and everybody else is poor right and uh, it creates a system where the society can't basically support itself which is kind of the US like if you have any federal government system in the US it's chronically underfunded yep um it um a lot of their their uh, government systems are inadequate unable to deal with what they're supposed to deal with and so people take advantage of that it kind of becomes a little bit lawless in a way right and um and but the, i mean if i find this what i when i listen to um i, I kind of like listen to pivot with uh, kara swisher yes and um scott galloway you enjoy um, disliking them well i i do like some of what they have to They're say. They're likable, but every but now and then. They're quite right-wing for my liking. Right. Um, but they consider themselves progressives. So yes. Uh, and, you know, the whole right-wing, left-wing thing is kind of, it's just bizarre. It's like team one and team two. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, crazy. it's like, I hate those guys because they're on the other team. It's like, dude, like, you're not even arguing about a policy or a belief or an opinion. Right. You're just organ. You're just whatever laundry you're wearing. Well, this is where the system. I think there's a definite connection to corporatism, in that, you know, like here in Alberta, and then the same in the U.S. You know, regulatory capture, right? Where the corporations, um, basically through mechanisms, legal and illegal, kind of run the show. Yeah. Like, and to your point, again, theoretical capitalism. You're right. It's supposed to be self-correcting, right? If you are non-productive, if you are, then generally you go out of business. But if you look at these big corporations that become tapped into the whole political system, right? Then it's like, well, we're too big to fail, right? So the government writes a big check and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you guys are totally inefficient. You you should be out of business 10 times over well, I mean, but because it, of political reasons we're going to float you perpetually right like air canada if they had to compete head to head against some of the better airlines they'd be gone decades ago right and i don't know i think i mean westjet has basically proven that they're just trying to be another air canada i mean i, know. I think you get to a but that's system. corporatism because it used I, to be well is it corporatism or is it bureaucracy because well, I think, that's part of I think corporatism. people people get uh, i think the problem with a lot of organizations is once they get to a certain size, the bureaucracy kind of takes over. Right. And it does. So it doesn't matter what organization it is. As soon as it gets really large, if you don't have good systems for dealing with the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy kind of takes over and, and hobbles the organization. And that's what the problem is with a lot of government issues is that they're so big that they're, by default, oh, yeah. they have bureaucracies, yeah. but you see it with universities. You see, no, it no, absolutely, private organizations. Yeah. It's as soon as it gets to a certain size, it's easier for administrators to move people around than to fire them or to, right. you know, it. So, but in the but in the in the theoretical capitalistic model, mm -hmm. as it would be taught in business school, 
it's supposed to self-correct that those massive organizations fail, right? Fail. Not the government ones because yes, those are part, part of the public good and nobody really expects the post office to make a profit, right? I mean, it shouldn't be losing money perpetually, but if it was break even, that would be good, right? Oh, actually, speaking well, well, of that. Well, so, so, but to not lose this point, I think the thing is, is there are, so the advantage of capitalism is because it all ties to money and money right. is the main driver and it kind of rewards winners and punishes losers. The problem is, is it but doesn't, not always. It, it doesn't deal with all these other things, these societal issues, right. societal requ requirements, as well as environmental issues. Right. I mean, that's the whole problem with environmental change right now is basically Everybody knows we need to do well. Not everybody, apparently. Most people. most people who you know actually pay attention right. know that something needs to be done. But it flies in the face of where capitalism wants to go. Exactly. And because of that, they they can't get over this. Like right. they can't they can't because it's like the death of a thousand cuts. You got to sure. in, in, instead it's the death of a thousand capitalists until it collapses. Saw a great video. Okay. You know who's responsible for all of the uh, massive layoffs in the tech sector in the United States? George Soros. No, Elon. <laughs> of course. So well, he, he did. He did. Well, but this is how this got laid out. So it speaks to this point. The guy was explaining in these la massive tech companies, and he named a whole bunch of, but you know, Google and right, the share price is really, really what drives them in a lot of respects, right? Which is funny because so, that makes no sense. Well, but anyway. Yeah. So one of the ways to get the share price to keep going up is to project growth. Right. One of the ways to project growth is hiring a lot of people, right? This is how the market looks at it and goes, well, they wouldn't hire 10,000 programmers if they weren't growing, right? Right. So you've had all these tech companies and the guy was, the guy's a bit of an insider and he's talking about how you don't need, like he was picking on Instagram. Instagram has 6,000 programmers. So I'm a programmer. You could probably do it with 20. Honestly, he goes, it's that crazy, right? So you have all these people who've been hired, a lot of them in the recent past, you know, through the pandemic, who are not necessary, don't really know what they're doing. A lot of them are underutilized, right? But they just keep adding these people because it projects this growth and it, it drives up the share price. So along comes Elon, buys X, cuts 71% of the staff, Everybody was predicting it's going to fail. It's going to go, you know, it turns out it's, uh, according to this guy, it's actually operating better, right? It's faster. It's more responsive because he cut all the fat. So now all these tech companies. They also stopped paying rent. And realize. And all kinds of other stuff. Right. But he cut a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Right. So a lot of these tech companies now, that's the, like, the, the tides have switched. They're realizing we have way too many people. Right, and if the market's now demanding profitability as well as well, it's you know, this, perceived it, growth, it, so that's they're laying off because it doesn't make sense for a company to be profitable and have ten thousand or twelve thousand people that they can just lay off. Right, they, they have to have way inflated and overhired. Right. Well, I, I totally agree. I think that well, that was interesting. But I think I think the issue is like, and you see this a lot, and they always talk about shareholder value and the stock market. So, the stock market <coughs> is a problem because suppose suppose you own a company, you own a company, and it has you know five hundred 
500 employees and it's gotten to the point where it's got enough money and enough revenue that you can you can cash in your chips and basically do an IPO and make it public. Yep. Okay. So, you know, you have a company that's selling, you know, $50 million worth of revenue and you can you can go and do an IPO and suppose you're the only owner. You own all of it, right? And yep. it's uh, $50 million worth of revenue. Let's say it's 10% profitability. Right. So it's $5 million a year. Um, you are uh, you could do an IPO for $100 million. Right. Because typically IPOs for companies that are profitable are trading at 20 times the value of the company. Right. Right. So. Which is nuts. Which is Absolutely not. And, and in fact, if it's a value of the company is um, like if they're making $5 million, it would be at least worth $15 million right. to, to, to buy that company and sure. pay off all its debts and all that kind of stuff. But um, so 20 times that is $300 million. Yeah. Right. That it, but what that means is you would never buy that company personally because it, you're not 20 times means you're making a 20th of the profitability of, right. of what it was. So if it was making $5 million a year, all of a sudden you're making uh, 5% of that. Yeah. Right. You're making uh, two, uh, was it 2.5 million? No, it's even less than that. Yeah. But no, two, 255 million. Yeah. yeah 250,000. Right. So uh, like it's, it's peanuts. Right. And, um, and, and the problem is, is then they always talk about how now that money floats and it's tied. But from that IPO, once the IPO is done, once you as the owner have sold it and now somebody else owns, everybody it. owns it. Right. But um, uh, it is meaningless to the company except on two cases. One is if they want to raise some more money for something where they right. go dilute the shares and release more shares. So that, I mean, it's a, it's a way to get money without really having to borrow money. Yep. Um, the second thing. Yeah, you could do like a stock split or. Yeah. And the yeah. second time that it's important is if the value goes too low, you might be the target for somebody acquiring. Right. Right. Well, there's another factor too that. But realistically, most of the time. It's got nothing to right. do with the everyday performance of that company. No, except, and this is where the problem is, most times executive compensation is tied, is to, tied shareholder to, to share price, right? Yeah. And so this is where, going back to Disney, now they've seemed to maybe uh, uh, corrected course a bit, but it, it shortens that timeline of planning to that next quarter, next quarter, right? Exactly. And particularly if you've got um, um, compensation that has... Uh, um, stock options, right? Then really all you care about was two things. A, not losing your job as the CEO or, or, or the executive, right? And everybody's clamoring for keep that share price up and yeah. the dividend. So you say, oh, well, okay, you know, we're going to cut off, you know, we're going to, this product maybe is, is the next best thing, right? And if it was a privately held company, like this is why Elon is able to do what he's able to do. You know, we would we would incur some short term losses, but five years from now, this thing's going to be worth like you know, it's the next thing, right? Yeah. But the short term thinking is like, no, no, no. Either we kill it or we sell it off because we're going to get a bump, right? Share price will go up, 
my options will vest and I'm going to make, you know, 40 million bucks and then see ya. Right. Yeah. So that's part of that. That's part of the problem. Cause you're right. The share price but and the, what's happening and day every day, day, day completely, completely dis- disconnected. Yeah. They have, right. no, so the problem with corporatism is that, uh, is that, is that the motivators are weird. They don't make any sense from a purely capitalist perspective. Exactly. Like from a purely capitalist perspective, it is I make a decision because I want the company to do well. Right. I want it. Uh, I want to have a good revenue margin and all that. And for the longest time with some of these tech companies, they, I mean, they had huge value, but not making any money. I mean, I remember Amazon for the first, I don't know, 10, 15 years. It's a long time they didn't make any money. They were selling stuff at a loss every time they were selling, yeah, but they were trying absolutely. to build up the infrastructure. And now Jeff Bezos is one of the wealthiest people on the planet because he owns most of the right. shares. Netflix, the same thing. They, you know, their early years when they were mailing stuff out, yeah. totally losing money. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a very controversial question. And sure. I don't pretend to be an expert at this. So is the Chinese economic model the future? I don't think so. No? I think... Because my understanding is the Chinese model is a it's a bit of a combination. There is capitalism, right? Because they get shit done, right? Like if the Chinese government says, we're building high-speed rail... They build high-speed rail. Right. But I understand that they do... It's kind of like, this is the strategy. Now, yeah. the, the capitalist section of the Chinese economy you know, can bid on getting it done, but they don't set the strategy, right? That's sort of like, this is what we're doing for the greater good. Yeah, well, now, they just, they just if you had can make a, a profit getting it done, they we're, just, we're okay with that. They just had a developer that, uh, a Chinese developer, like the biggest developer, I think it's one of the biggest on the planet, um, go bankrupt. Right. And a Chinese, because it basically kept building stuff, even though nobody was buying it. And uh, well, that is the problem with the central planning model, right? Yeah. So the metrics get weird. I, they have cities that they've built. I, I guess for me, nobody lives in. For me, capitalism is fine as long as you put guardrails in place. And basically, guardrails is this is the highway, stay on the highway, right? And then you can go as fast as you want, just stay on the highway. And um, so, like, the problem is that without the guardrails, like the whole thing with well, we live in Alberta. I mean, as part of every oil oil producer, they have to pay into a fund to <laughs> to uh, to, to uh, and they're responsible for cleanup yeah. of their you, site. You know what that fund has in it? Nothing. Yeah, it's less than one percent. Yeah, I know, and the, and, and so, I I found that I think I told you this. I found a doc, I found a report on that like fifteen years ago. I know. It's, it's I was doing a study for it's a not client, new, and, and, and I was like. This can't be right. No. And it, so, <laughs> is so this right? They don't. So they never put the right kind of guardrails right. in place. Of course. And they basically say, you can, you can clean it up. This whenever. is that regulatory cap. Yeah. You, right? you can clean it up whenever you want. And so, and now uh, well, and then, the you know, Smith it's, government it's is pantomime. giving, is giving like 30 or $40 billion to these, to deal with these delinquent oil yeah, companies. Which is not going to happen. Look, they look at these oil companies. They owe some of these rural municipalities. Like yeah, they're just millions give, of dollars. They'll in, give the CEOs a bonus, and then, yeah. uh, and, then uh, and then, and then they'll say, "Well, well and look, please. again, this is the thing." Sometimes people will be like, "Oh, capitalism is evil." I don't think it's evil. I don't think it's any more evil than a scorpion is evil. 
capitalism is designed. Remember that movie? And I think there was a sequel called uh, The Corporation. Maybe 20 years ago. It was a documentary. And it was like a guy in a suit and he had a devil's tail, right? And it was all the terrible things about capitalism. But at the end of the day, you know, a couple of economists said, look, the system is designed to do a certain thing, right? Like a scorpion's designed to survive, right? So you can't fault it if you let it. It's like if you put a scorpion in your shoe and you put your shoe at your foot in your shoe and the thing stings you, that's kind of on you, yeah, right? So if you allow the the corporate capitalist stuff to just run amok, it's going to run amok. Because it's basically doing what it's designed to do Yeah, without those guardrails. It will operate in chaos. So if you don't put a guardrail. So if you say, well, look, it's stupid to say you're going to create this environmental mess, okay, but we're going to let you pay for it you know, Later. on the back end, right? And these companies are like, okay, sounds good, right? Realizing, because they're smart and anybody could see this, that by the time that they're starting to wane, they don't have money to pay for this anymore. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. They're not going to put a fund aside internally. They don't operate like that. Their yeah. shareholders are going to be like, what's all this money for? Uh, we have this, this cash in case something we have to pay for these liabilities. They're like, why don't you pay it out as a dividend? So we won't be able to pay for it. Who cares? <laughs> Good point. That's exactly right? it. So smart governments, or smart people would say, no, no, no. And I mean, we've had periods in the States, you know, when the corporate tax rates were super high, but that was the government not captured would come in and basically say, nah, it's not how we're playing, boys. Like, yeah, we don't mind you making a profit, but you got to put this, right? Yeah. It'd be like the bank lending you money and you're like, you have money for down payment? You're like, no, but we'll do the down payment like later. Later, right? And then later comes and you go like, you got the down payment? No, I'm paying you. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, well, anyway, it's, it's, it's a bit scattered, but I think the idea is there. It's all, all about corporations run amok. It's a self, like so many other, like, I think communism is also self-defeating oh, in for the sure. long run, right? So there's no... Uh, I don't think there's one great system that works ideally. I think, a cap- I think the advantage... Capitalism's of, better. Capitalism has the ability... Well, I think democracy is better, but democracy is messy. And right now, people are pushing towards authoritarianism, which just is bizarre. Because it's, it's, it goes back to... It's either Plato or Aristotle. The, the, the candy dealer and the doctor, right? I don't you ever know. hear that? No, no. So... Our, I think it was Aristotle. Anyways, one of them, or might have been Plato. Either not a fan of of democracy, which is funny, right? Because it was, you know, ancient Greece was. But he he clued into it years ago. He said, "Look, here's the here's the problem, right? If you had two people running to be the leader, and you have a doctor who says you got to get eight hours of sleep, you got to lose some weight, you got to be eating well, right? And then you got the other guy that's going, you can have all the candy you want." Right? Who are they going to vote for? Candy. Like, uh, this guy is going to make me do all this unpleasant. Even though it's good for me, eh, this guy says I can eat all the candy I want. He's going to, yeah, I'm going to vote for this guy. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. And it's been like that for 5,000 years because we're animals. <laughs> you know? Well, it's like the whole uh, delayed gratification thing. So when you're dealing with kids, right. one of the things that you're trying to do is basically they say, okay, Here's a marshmallow and put a marshmallow in front of the kid and say, okay, I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to come back in five minutes. If you haven't eaten the marshmallow, I'll give you a second. Right. 
right? Half of the kids always eat the marshmallow. You know how you solve that? How? You come in, you beat the living crap up <laughs> after they eat the marshmallow. So I told you not to eat that goddamn marshmallow. <laughs> and you leave another marshmallow. See how it works. So what, when That's how you learn what, delayed what, gratification. What life. media are you consuming? <laughs> Apparently not good stuff. And yeah, beat the crap out of you. I'm reading, uh, I'm reading the Elon book. Okay. Loving that. Uh, we still getting through Loki as a family. That's taking time. It's taking a long time. Uh, yeah. It's only six episodes. Honestly, I've, I've been super busy. I haven't been watching that. Oh, Echo. Still getting through that. I know it's like six or eight episodes. Um, it's a bunch of stuff I want to start, but I haven't managed to get it going yet. I want to watch uh, True Detective with Jodie Foster because the three previous seasons were great. I think this one will be good. Luther. There's a Luther movie on Netflix that I started. I've got about two minutes of it watched. So I guess theoretically I'm watching Luther. Um, yeah. Well, I started watching Chicken Run, The Dawn of the Nugget. So it's a sequel to the original Chicken Run. Chicken Run? Is this a claymation? It's a claymation. Oh, yeah. Is it good? Is it by the same guys who did Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, And yeah, actually, yeah. but here's the catch. It was released on Netflix. And my understanding is that there's some weird uh, corporatist contract that uh, it's got to be off by, uh, I think it's February the 15th. I think it's tomorrow. What? So, uh, so you either watch, and it's not going somewhere else. It's it's some weird contractual weirdness. So we made this thing. It's really good. That we're only going to show for a period of time. Yeah, like, and not for very long. Like, and then only, it's going to what? Go away forever? Months. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, so I started watching it, but I haven't because that's like through. the theater model, but yeah. with no no theater follow up streaming yeah. or reruns. Right? Well, and I watched the Marvels. Yes. What did you think? You know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, some of the stuff was a little There's light. A little weird there stuff. There was little weird stuff. Like that... Nick Fury, if you watch it right after Secret, Secret Invasion, Invasion, you're like, who is this guy? This he's like Mr. Guy. Happy. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And, and actually, I I like the Nick Fury in the Marvels better than the one in Secret Invasion. I did not yeah. like the one in Secret Invasion. Well, he was pretty dour. Yeah. Come on, Nick. I can... Loosen up. Exactly. You know, I don't know why people hate on Brie Larson. I actually so like Brie Larson. I thought she was, you know? I thought she played it well. Yeah. I and thought then, it was um, really good. Uh, what the hell's her name? Kamala Khan. Well, or... that's the character, but I can't remember the actress's name. She was just awesome. She was really awesome. Right? Because she's like doing the whole fangirl thing, which oh. she is yeah. in real life in the movie. Yeah. Right? But the parents were in it. I thought it was, I thought really, it was funny. I thought it was well now, done. I will say the villain. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it was a little light. Throw away. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know okay. that's uh, Tom Hiddleston's uh, girlfriend? Who played? Uh, the villain. In no, I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, and they just had a baby. Good for them. Yeah. Boy? So, girl? I don't know. No. Little. <laughs> now, I've seen the uh, the trailer for, we were talking about this before, the trailer for Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool Is and it, Wolverine. Are they calling it Deadpool and Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah. You, Jackman, probably demanded that. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good. It's going to totally reshape the whole MCU thing and, and reboot. Well, I mean, you got to you got to finish Loki because that will yes, I know shape your. Yeah, you start... well, it's coming out in July. We'll be done with Loki by then. Yeah, well, but you know, you watch the last of the Loki thing, and then you're going like, "What the hell are they talking about with yeah. the Deadpool and Wolverine?" Because it it doesn't make a ton of sense. But well, we'll see. The TVA, yeah, yeah. This is the only Marvel movie releasing this year. 
Yeah, they've really slowed it down. Well, I have to say the whole thing with Disney Plus is, I mean, I have Disney Plus, but there is not often that there is anything new on the, no, on the I streaming. I haven't platform. watched What If yet. We haven't got around to that. Yeah, it's okay. But I might, I, I might for me, it kind of jumped the shark. Yeah. So, oh, did it? Yeah. I might go back. It was okay, but it just seemed like out of time, out of place, out of time. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that's been part of their challenge, right? There's just like the, the residual the Marvels of was, the, the of Marvels the... was great. It was an entertaining movie. You didn't have to watch all the other stuff exactly. to be able to enjoy it. And yet, if you were a Marvel person, it, it fit into the continuity. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Except for the Secret Invasion and the uh, the Scrolls, like uh, there's no reference to the what is it Talos, which is right the guy who dies in secret invasion secret invasion was a big mistake yeah could have been done as a movie well there there isn't there supposed to be one that's also called a secret invasion that's a movie secret wars yeah i I don't know what that's all about but anyway anyhow uh yeah it was you know for entertainment which is again people seem to forget that's what a movie's supposed to be. Movie, that's gonna be fun. It's not. There's not. It's not supposed to be work. It's not supposed to be like. Uh, there's a quiz. Was at the there end. gonna be a quiz on this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and have then, to study up in order the, to watch. But it. the end scene sets up the Which fox. Is, oh right, right. Monica right. travels to the alternate reality. An alternate reality where they have uh, the beast. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which was different. Because and it and was, then the version of. Not Monica, but um, oh, Rambo, the Rambo, mother. Yeah. Um, who binary. is binary? Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe all these right wing Republicans are going to be mad because there's a binary character. In <laughs> Speaking of mad, did you, did, <laughs> I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but is that G, those Jesus ads? Well, I didn't, you know, I, I was watching on Canadian TV, so you don't see, you don't see. This is how crazy. It's gone. So you're on an American channel and they replaced all the ads with Canadian ads. No, no. Uh, so they had this ad. Uh, there were several of them that were, what is it? Jesus gets us or some fucking thing. Did you see the Kanye one? No, but I heard about it. <laughs> but anyhow, one of the Jesus ones, I, I saw it on, on YouTube, is basically a series of people washing other people's feet. Okay, right? I didn't see that one. And uh, because if you read the Bible, kind of Jesus did that, right? Yeah. Apparently a bunch of so a bunch of left wing people are, are are upset, basically saying if if they can spend that kind of money on a Super Bowl ad, they could start paying taxes, right? Like we don't need the religion thing crammed down our throat. Good point. But on the right wing, a lot of people are upset because of basically the message, which they were intending to sort of say, Jesus didn't come here to say you should have prosperity, gospel, that's all BS, right? Jesus was a simple man, blah, blah, blah. And some people have interpreted this to sort of saying white people should just go wash black people's feet now. Like, and other people are like, where did you get this race thing? Like, where did that even come from? Because there's a couple of white people in in the montage. There's a paramedic and the, the woman whose feet he's washing is black, right? But this is how insane it is. And first, and apparently a lot of people are upset about this whole message of you know, love thy neighbor and servant. They're like, well, is that what Jesus said? And it's like, yeah, it, it is. That's the whole point of the ad, man. Like you, you know, they're kind of trying to point out that you don't have the right. So apparently it was not well received by a lot of people. Yeah. So, well, on, the, on either side. And the right? Kanye one is like, 
Or spend all the money on you. Didn't he just do it on his own phone? Did it on his iPhone. And it basically (laughs) says, I'm two months away from bankruptcy. Go to easy.com. And apparently people did. And I don't know if it's true, but rumors that Taylor Swift had him kicked out. Or moved. Well, he because he was right in front of her, right in front of her box. Yeah, and because, she's like, "I don't want this guy in the screen every time they're looking at us. Yeah. Get him out of here." Yeah, I don't know if that's I, true. I don't know if it's true. Enough. Um, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, have a really great week. You too. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Okay, see you. Bye.